Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. Hey, that's us. Welcome to another couple of hours of Motorsports Conversation as Motorsports Madness kicks off, presented by Race Chaser Media. We are live as always, comfortably seated in the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina. There are four of us once again. The uh, short track racing version of the Fab Four um, without the mop tops. As a matter of fact, I haven't got any hair at all. So uh, we, we are excited to uh, get things started again. My name is Tom Baker from Race Chaser Media. Joining me, Peter Strada. And Noah Lewis, once again, from TSJ Sports. And Randy Miller from the Inside Pass, which uh, airs on Saturday mornings here on WSIC and uh, is available for the world to check out on demand at uh, Race Chaser Radio on your favorite podcast platform, Spotify or wherever. We've got um, the always perfect and sharp and on time and so much fun to work with Nikea James uh, behind the production controls again uh, wishing James Mellick our normal producer well he is under the weather um, still and um, we hope that uh, he will be back soon and uh, wishing the same for Jacob Seelman who is not here Peter Strada filling his shoes nicely over there in the Seelman seat. What's a lot better than the one that Chisley in the Keep seat? It, oh, oh, come wow. on. Now that's no that's a low blow. That's, that's not good. <laughs> I can Keep, say that he's not here. Exit. Well, he'll be here eventually, though. Uh, okay. Don't forget about keep, it. <laughs> <laughs> keeping the, keeping the uh, seat nice and warm while uh, he gets the uh, chill of the vent overhead. Um but uh, anyway, it is kind of air conditioning season here, so not <laughs> not too bad. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about tonight. Obviously, we uh, now know who the 16 playoff drivers are for the Cup Series. The playoffs begin at the track. Too tough to tame this coming weekend at Darlington. But we had a uh, doozy of a race at Daytona last uh, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday night, actually Saturday night. Going to talk about that. Uh, William Byron getting his first win. Lots of news to talk about as well. Some interesting stuff from the NASCAR side of things. So we'll um, have all of that. IndyCar, of course, also uh, still in the news. We'll tell you why later. We'll be back to kick it off after this. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. 
Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up, do not provide them with any form of payment or information. Report the call at oig.ssa.gov. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke located on Route 1 or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness. Uh, We officially kick off now for the evening of motorsports conversation. Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Peter Strader, Randy Miller, and uh, Nikea James, our producer, all gathered around the uh, table at the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina, and we had a huge race at Daytona last weekend. I mean, we had a couple of them, but um, we're going to start with the cup race because that's, I think, the most critical because that uh, was the cutoff race for their regular season and determined the playoff cars. Um, interesting that William Byron, you know, we when William took over that car, the 24 car last year, the debate was which pairing wins first, Chad Knauss and William Byron or Jimmy Johnson. And at that time was, um, was it Mendering? Mendering, yeah. Kevin, Kevin Mendering. Kevin Mendering, yeah. Um, and then Kevin Mendering was replaced eventually by Cliff Daniels. And Jimmy Johnson and Cliff Daniels kind of elevated and William Byron and Chad Knauss kind of continued to be somewhat inconsistent. And so it looked for all the world like Jimmy Johnson would win before William Byron did. Um, but uh, didn't happen. William taking the lead with uh, an overtime pass to Denny Hamlin and holding off his teammate Chase Elliott to uh, get the win. And Johnson had a decent day, but not decent enough and just missed the playoffs. Matt DiBenedetto. Uh, became the um, last one in, as they say. Um, 
start with uh, start with Peter on this. Um, were you surprised to see William Byron end up in victory lane at Daytona? And how far do you think he goes in the playoffs? I can't say I'm super surprised to see him win. I expected one of the play, one of the three bubble guys to somehow pull off the win. Now, I, Byron probably would have been the third of the three who I'd have picked, but. To see him and the 24 team finally get back to victory lane, well, for Byron the first time for his victory, for his win, it was great to see, and I think he can make a fairly deep run in this playoffs. He said uh, yesterday that he wants to make the round of eight, and I think that's absolutely possible with others' attrition, and if that 24 can stay up front, gather stage points and strong finishes. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to get interesting here. Noah, what do you say? Yeah, I agree there. Uh, you know, it wasn't shocking to me to see William win. Uh, I talked about it last week that the turnaround from the first over to the second over where they got the top five, they ran top five. Uh, I told you that it felt like that was some playoff momentum. They, yeah. they changed the, the coin, they flipped the coin there, and it felt better for them going into Daytona. And I knew William was a solid plate racer or super speedway racer, and he showed that, and he got the job done when he needed to. And I think that's really going to help them going into a track that he likes at Darlington. He sat on the pole here last year. Uh, he likes Darlington. He's talked. To, he talked about it with Playoff Media Day over the last few days on how he feels like he has that track circled as a place where he may be good. So I think that it's realistic to see William make a round of eight run. Uh, last year they only made it to the round of twelve, so that's his new goal to kind of make it a little bit further. Um, but I won't be at all surprised if they kind of flip this thing around and they carry this win momentum and the Dover consistency momentum and they take it to Darlington and, and put on a good show. Randy. Well, first of all, the fact that it's Darlington, I don't think anybody should be surprised by anybody winning at Darlington <laughs> or at Daytona because it's Daytona, and you know that's what happens. But I, what you want to do when you go into the playoffs is obviously have momentum on your side. And William, I think, peaked at the right time because now he's going into the playoffs having won that race, made it into the playoffs by win, so now he can focus on making it into the next round. As Noah said, he wants to make it further than he did last year. And I think... For any driver, obviously, the ultimate goal is to win the championship, but as long as you can do better than the year before, then you've done something right. So I don't think anybody's going to expect him to go win the championship this year, but I think him being in the playoffs and working with Chad Canals this year is really going to make him more mature, and I think next year is going to be a big year for him. That's an interesting way to look at it, too. Like, third year's the charm. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think people forget it took Chase Elliott, what, 99 races to, to win? That's, you know, it was... And that was 97 for Byron. Yeah. So, so Right around the same. You know, it's uh, it's not easy. People think, well, you win the Xfinity Championship, you ought to be able to come up and win in Cup. But, I mean, the competition is about five times deeper in the Cup Series than it is in Xfinity. Um and, and I think William Byron, probably, you're right, in 2021, William Byron's going to be really tough. And what's interesting about that is that you get to 2021, and let's say Byron goes and has a big year. Well, then guess what happens? In 2022, we get a brand-new race car, and we're all starting all over again. Mm -hmm. So well, <laughs> We mentioned it yesterday on, on the Inside Pass. A lot of people don't realize how young William Byron still yeah. is. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you and look at rushed. this kid. Yeah, you, you look at him, and, you know, he, he started from an iRacing career, you know, got swept, into the, yeah, he got swept into the truck series, into the Xfinity series, into the Cup series in the span of, like, five years or so. So, and he's only, what, 20? He's 20, 22. right? 22. 22. 22. Yeah. Yep. So he's still a very young kid at his age to be swept that quickly up into the Cup Series. In, in racing years, he's 11. Yeah. You know, yeah if you want to look at that, right. he's yeah. 11. Right. And, and he didn't, you know, he 
he spent basically, you know, two years in grade school and then went straight to high school and then to college yeah. and now he's in the pro. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's if like, if a, it's like, a, it like a peewee kid playing, you know, varsity football or something. Yeah, you know what I mean, I mean like, he's yeah, exactly. So you know, I think um, he, you know, they, he and Mr. H are neighbors, and he told Mr. H when he was young, he wanted to drive the twenty-four. That was something that he was determined he was going to make happen, and um, by gosh. Here he is. Huh? And and now he's won. And, you know, we, we talk about momentum all the time. Once you win one, you tend to win two or three more pretty quickly. So I think William Byron becomes a very interesting driver to watch as we go to Darlington and start the playoffs. Um, Chase Elliott, of course, finishing in second. Hamlin, Truex, and Bubba Wallace rounding out the top five. Um, you know, I mean, you it, always at Daytona, it's fun to just look at the finish. And I didn't, because I was um, at a racetrack myself Saturday night, I did not get a chance to see most of the race. I saw some of it. But you look at six through ten, you got Blaney and Bowman. They're not necessarily surprises. Brendan gone, Chris Busher, eight and nine. I love Daytona for exactly that reason. And uh, Keselowski, 10th. And look at right behind, you got Nemechek, um, who we thought had enough speed early in the season to to make the playoffs, but they did they just didn't sustain it. Um, De Benedetto finishes up 12th to to grab the last playoff spot. Then Bell McDowell and Poole, Chastain and Johnson through P17. I might as well go to 20 just because. Almirola, Boyer and Harvick. Um, three SHR cars, 18, 19, and 20. It just goes to show you how crazy Daytona could be. Um, what was the biggest surprise of the night for you guys? Start with Noah. Yeah, the biggest surprise of the night was uh, was really the Jimmy Johnson aspect. Everybody was really rooting and wanting him to be able to transfer through. And it seemed like he was going to be good to be in that hunt. Two laps to go. Uh it just wasn't meant to be. A wreck happened, unfortunately. So. Randy? Uh, uh, Kyle Busch getting into an accident. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, another week where, you know, he, he didn't he failed to win a race, and it's another week. Now we're going into the playoffs. He's 15th out of the 16 drivers with an opportunity to either make it big or be eliminated early in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, he, he led 31 laps. Uh, Peter Strzok. My biggest surprise from Saturday night was that we went through both stages without any on-track incident. There were a lot of crazy moves out there in the pack from guys like Stenhouse, guys like Boyer. Lagana led a lot of the first two stages up front in the pack. He was controlling both lines a lot, but the fact that there wasn't even a single car accident until 17 laps to go really shocked me. This race really flew by for the first 90% of it. Ricky Stenhouse making crazy moves at a super speedway. Shocking. Shocking. Yeah, very shocked, right? <laughs> I think, honestly, I think Brendan Gaughan finishing eighth was my surprise of the that. night. I love that, too. I mean, he's he's retired about five times, but keeps coming back to these super speedways because he, he loves them. The way he did it. He read around in the back to make sure yep. he was there at the end, and yep. uh, lo and behold, like Brendan does, he pops in. He pops in. Um, he's solid, on all four wheels this time. So, yeah, That's right. Solid <laughs> run for, for what, you know, basically is um, a pretty small team, really. Uh, and, um, you know, it uh, it's great because Brendan really enjoys running at these tracks still, and I'm happy to see that uh, he's uh, he had another top ten finish. Okay, we're going to continue our conversation about NASCAR. we got much more to come as well. We'll be back to do all of that right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. 
bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the madness. Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Randy Miller, Peter Strada all gathered around the table. And uh, Kia James behind the board tonight and uh, talking NASCAR right now, talking NASCAR playoffs. That was Tyler Ingram that brought us back from the break, if you that was missed, a great show yesterday. if you missed the inside pass yesterday, Tyler was our featured guest. You've got to go to Race Chaser Radio on demand uh, tomorrow, whenever you get a chance, and check out um, the uh, the inside pass show from this week with Tyler Ankrum. It was a fantastic interview. That kid has more personality in his little toe than, you know, a lot of people do in their whole body. It was just a lot of fun. We had a great time with Tyler. Um, 
Okay, back to the Cup Series, talking playoffs here. Playoffs. Um, 16 drivers are now set to go to Darlington as uh, playoff contenders. Round one gets underway. Um, here's how it breaks down. Kevin Harvick, uh, 57 playoff points. Denny Hamlin with 47. Brad Keselowski with 29. Joey Logano, 22. Chase Elliott, 20. So there's a 37-point swing. Um amongst the top five and then you go uh, martin truex 14 ryan blaney 13 alex bowman nine william byron seven um and austin dillon five that's fifth through tenth in the playoffs and the remaining six drivers are cole custer has five tied with dillon for tenth in playoff points almarola also has five so he's in that tie as well clint boyer with four Kyle Busch, all the way down in 14th, three playoff points, three playoff points for Kyle Busch. Kurt Busch, just one lowly little playoff point in 15th. <laughs> Matt DiBenedetto, zero playoff points, but he gets in. It's participation trophy. Yeah, he's the participation <laughs> trophy right now, but he's aiming not to stay there for long. Um, okay, so now we can start to look at this a little bit. Um we go from the 16 that we start with down to 12. Okay, so um, who is or who are, in your opinion, Peter Strada, who will be the bottom four at the end of round one? Bottom four at the end of round one will be DiBenedetto, Custer, I'm not confident in Boyer, and... Uh, I'll go Austin Dillon because I'm just not confident in their speed. Now, things can change. Drivers can stop their toes in Darlington and not be able to recover. But I think those four will be uh, gone after R Bristol in a couple of weeks. Interesting. Okay. Wow. Noah Lewis. Yeah, I have uh, something pretty similar to that. I have Matt Benedetto in that, photo, uh, that bottom four. Kurt Busch. Uh, <laughs> Kurt Busch, Austin Dillon, and Cole Custer. Um, it's it's going to be tough for Matt to kind of scrape himself up off of that zero playoff point bargain. But also, with the luck Kyle Busch has had, he's pretty close to, to maybe some bottom four, bottom four action there, but I'm not – I can't put him there. Randy? I'm going to go out on a limb here. I don't think it changes. I think the bottom four that you see right there are going to wow. be the bottom four at the end of the last, so next three races. Boyer, Bush, Bush, Boyer, Bush, Bush, and DiBenedetto. Okay, I, I'm definitely not in that camp. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of a mix of the two, or the three of you, basically. Um, I think the Benedetto actually gets out of the first round. I really feel good about Matt's chances to get out of the first round. I want to be wrong. I think Kurt and Kyle are gone. I think uh, Cole Custer will be gone. And I think Austin Dillon will be gone. I think those four drivers will be gone at the end of the first round. I think the Benedetto... Um, I mean, if you look at his speed and look at what he's capable of in this race at Darlington, I feel like is one of those tracks where somebody with DiBenedetto's driving style, which is take care of the equipment and be there at the end. I feel like he's got a chance to actually make some gains. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I we're going to really see what Kyle Busch is made of yeah. at this point in his career mentally. Because he doesn't usually have to come up from the bottom. 
He's used to being five wins, four wins, six wins, whatever, and he's safe for a couple, three rounds. Um, so he's almost racing to get to the final round um, from the start of the playoffs. Kyle's not usually there, so we're going to see what he's made of, and I am not real confident that he gets out of round one unless he can go and win a race, which, again, the other thing about the playoffs that we've seen is somebody gets hot when the playoffs start. Here's the problem. I don't see Kyle Busch winning Darlington. I just don't. And, and, and so I feel like, you know, the guys that you see up at the top of the board are the guys that you're going to see running for the win at Darlington. I don't expect any big surprises here uh, at this first race. So I think Kyle's in trouble. I just really do. I, I just don't think that team is going to make it through round one. Um, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying that, Peter. Who'd have thought back in February that we'd be talking about the defending champion possibly being eliminated in the round of 16? I mean, he's not the best at Darlington, but Richmond and Bristol are two of his better racetracks. Yep. He could make up points in the stages yep. or top five, maybe even a win at those tracks. So for round one, I think he's relatively safe, but obviously who knows, but... The next round with Talladega and the Roval, that'll really shake everything up, and who knows what anything will look like after that r group of three races. Who's the hot hand at the end of round one, Peter? Uh, I think Denny Hamlin. I think this is his year. I've been saying that since back in January, February, and I think he'll get one, if not two, wins this round. All right, Noah? Yeah, uh, the hot hand at the end, I think, will be Harvick, and... and Harvick and Hamlin, of course, <laughs> we're going to go back and forth on those two. Um, but to the Kyle Busch conversation from just a few seconds ago, uh, it's going to, you know, you you, meant, you brought up some great points about Kyle and needing to win, and then Peter brought up points about maybe him skirting through. But it didn't come, it's, it's surprising to me how off they've been, but not surprising to me that they haven't been tearing it up. Because even last year that he won the championship in, only what, two wins this in the in the season? And, yeah. And he really wasn't as consistent, but he was more consistent than he is now, so it's even more surprising. And then you're almost selling me on Matt Benedetto there, because there is Bristol in there, and we know how good Benedetto is at Bristol. I think you yeah. might have to watch the 21 for an upset special yeah. in Bristol. Mm -hmm. you you got to remember that that car, that, that's one of the better tracks for that team and matt runs real well it's there. also his favorite track yeah it is. exactly um all right randy you say well uh, i mean for hot hand I, i'm gonna have to go with one of the hindered guys i really don't know which one i mean I, again i feel like momentum is going to be on byron's oh, side one this isn't politics <laughs> you can't abstain here on this show i do what i want um so uh, <laughs> um so I'm gonna I, I'm actually I'll go with Chase because I, I feel like Chase is probably in a better position than the other guys are yes. in terms of coming yeah. out of yes. the, with a hot hand. He won Darlington earlier when we came back from coronavirus, so I, I feel like he's in the best position to get a good start for Hendrick Motorsports. Um, so I'll go with him. But with with the whole Kyle Busch thing, it's funny that Peter says you know this is one of his best tracks. Isn't every single track <laughs> supposed to be Kyle's yeah. best track? They just haven't been. Um, this and year. this haven't been. And it's not any fault of, of anybody else's. It's his own fault. He's just gotten involved in so many different accidents and been involved in so many weird situations this year. Well, the but, team I, in but I think well. it's all because there's no practice and no qualifying. That's yeah, the exact the reason why he's not mm -hmm. doing good. Is yep. he's, he has no idea what to do right now. This is why, situation. you know, I, this is why I love 
love this scenario because you you really it equalizes everybody at the start of the race because the big teams that have all the engineers and all of that don't have the practice time to dial in their cars mm -hmm. so far above everybody else. So they show up at the track and some guys hit it off the, the truck and some guys don't. And so I think this is w what you're seeing this year is you're seeing who the drivers are. And I, and again, I don't want to disrespect Kyle here, but I think you're seeing who the drivers are that are capable of communicating the best with the crew chief to get the car dialed in the fastest. Kevin Harvey, Denny Hamlin. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, look at the but top yeah, of the think board. A, think about how, how good Adam Stevens, Kyle's crew chief, and he were at flipping a, ra a yeah. wholesale change yep. in practice. Yeah. Yep. I mean, coming off the truck, not liking it, and completely yep. trying something different and going out and dominating the weekend. Yeah. And they, they've, they've not had the opportunity. They've rebuilt so many cars so many. You know, in the yeah. garage area during yeah. race weekend because Kyle didn't like what yeah, he wanted. I mean, he'd year. sacrifice a bunch of practice yeah. time yeah. just yeah, for a wholesale. He set out an entire practice session. And then he'd come out and dominate the, the weekend. Yeah. 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 Exactly. All right, and I agree with, uh, with, with Randy, with Chase. I think out of round one, I think Chase, I think it's he could win. He could sweep all three tracks. The, the tracks around one are all good tracks for him. Mm -hmm. There's not a weak link in there for Chase Elliott. I think oh. he's got a chance to sweep. All right. Um, who's your dark horse, Randy? Who's the guy that is kind of somewhere buried in the middle here that, that nobody's going to pay attention to and he's going to suddenly come out around one and we're going to go, oh, yeah, he's in the playoffs. That's right. Matt Benedetto. I mean, I, 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 mean, I say wow. that because – if you look at the top 15, you really don't even pay attention to Matt Benedetto being in the playoffs. And he's a guy that I think out on the racetrack, people are going to go, oh, there goes Matt. Wait, 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 Matt's in the chase. You know, and he's <laughs> gonna, because he's, so, he's somebody that you don't expect to, to be up there. So he can kind of sneak around for a little bit and be consistent and get pretty far in the playoffs by being consistent, especially if the guys ahead of him, like Kyle Busch and Kurt Busch and Clint Boyer, end up wrecking or, or finishing worse than he is. He can just sneak right on through. Yeah, I think Alex Bowman. Um, I think he has the potential. We talk about William Byron, and I'm going to keep riding that wave too. Yeah. But Bowman being good at Darlington, he said earlier uh, that that it was one of his favorite tracks. He went out and messed up on the second Darlington race earlier this year, but he really likes it. Okay, now I when I posed the question, I said who's going to come out around one that we did not just Darlington, but okay, we'll st if either you guys want to change your answer, you can. But um, I'm going to go to Peter here, and then I think I've got the definitive answer, and I can't believe nobody said it. Go ahead. I may be stealing your answer here because I'm saying Martin Truex Jr. <laughs> there you go. Yep. That's the definitive answer right there. He's riding eight straight top fives. He's just been up there so many times this year. It's just that close to yes. dominating races like we're used to seeing that 19 team doing, but just that far off, too. I mean, I really think him and James Small will gel well in this postseason. Yes. and. They're going to top five the way all the way to Phoenix, yep. at least I think. Whether or not they get a win or two, we'll see. Well, it'll be interesting. I agree. I think Truex is the dark horse out of round one. Back in a moment. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? 
Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. Shoot right. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Oh. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Motorsports Madness continues, presented by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life, and also Victory Custom Trailers. Go visit their website at victorycustomtrailers.com if you are looking for a new or used trailer or coach for any purpose, not just motorsports. Uh, they will have what you need to go to their website. You can either check out their inventory that they have, or you can uh, also design your own trailer if you want to build from scratch in a custom design trailer. That's why they call it Victory Custom Trailers. The more custom you want it, the better they shine, and they are absolutely great family-oriented people. And for those of you who are motorsports and want a trailer for that reason, they are racers, so they get it. So... Uh, VictoryCustomTrailers.com will tell you about my computer career later. Talking Xfinity Series now at uh, from Daytona. And uh, have you got the finish up there, Noah? I Because I, my computer isn't wanting to go ahead and I'll let you go ahead and just uh, give us the top ten here so we can set the table for this. Yeah, uh, crazy race there. Justin Haley got the victory. Gray Galding, wonderful race for Gray. Finishing second, Chase Briscoe third, Riley Herbst fourth. Uh, Harrison Burton, fifth. 
Ross Chastain, 6th. Michael Annette, 7th. Austin Sendrick, 8th. Josh Williams, 9th. And rounding out the top 10, Jesse Little. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite a race. I mean, I again, you know, in the Xfinity series, you always expect the unexpected. And the other thing you come to expect is that somewhere when we're running a super speedway, Greg Galding, who to me is the Ricky Stenhouse slash Bubba Wallace mm-hmm. of the Xfinity series, the guy who just always shines on super speedways, uh, comes up with another big second place finish. Um, do I even need to ask what the biggest surprise of the, the night in that race was for you guys? Does anybody have well, a bigger I, I one? I think it just Greg depends Alding? on what part of the situation we're talking about because there's several different situations that happened all in one, well, like, you know, thing. Hit so. us. Let's talk to us. What did you well, see? Well, I, I think the, the biggest surprise for me is what Ross actually said, not actually, not really the accident <laughs> itself, but what he said. And I really wasn't, I'm not really surprised by what he said. I'm more surprised, like, you don't think that that comes out of someone like Ross Chastain's mouth. You're like, where, what have, where has this Ross Chastain been? You know, you're so nice and humble and smiling all the time. And then now you're basically like, you know, screw AJ Allmendinger. I'm going out for the win. I, I get it. I get I get what he said, and I get why he said it. But I'm surprised that he did say it. For those of you who didn't see that race on Friday night, um, and I did see all of that one. I was home from uh, the track in time to see it. Um Ross Chastain and AJ Allmendinger were, in in my opinion, were fighting for the win. They were going to win. One of those two was going to win. And Justin Haley, their teammate, was kind of right in the, he wasn't right behind him, but he was in the neighborhood. Um, So there could have been a a colleague sweep. Instead, what happened was Chastain tried to dive under Allmendinger and turned him into the wall and, um, Mm -hmm. and wrecked himself in the process. So, out goes those two, and the third teammate, Justin Haley, <laughs> says, pass you very much, and uh, goes on to win um, the Xfinity race. Boy, which, he's lucky. Well, you know, but again, better to be lucky than good sometimes. That's right. And he's both. But the way, he's the, both. The way it happened for him. Yes. I mean, he, he fell off of, he got hung out to dry, fell back. In my, in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, now there's two college cars going for the win. Justin's out of it. Well, here he comes after they're wrecked. He's actually in the best spot because had he been in that third right behind Chastain, yeah. he probably would have been taken out with them and yep. it would have been a three-college yep. wreck. Uh, so what a what a lucky turn for, for Justin Haley where he probably was frustrated as heck that he got pushed to the back, but it ended up saving him and giving him a win. And he got to skip the team meeting on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you don't need to be here for this. You, you no, we'll, we'll let them settle. Take a long lunch. <laughs> you mentioned the team meeting at Colleague on Monday. Given that they had two wrecks, race cars but also the checkered flag i'm just interested to see how that meeting dynamic was with chris rice i know i know bits and pieces of it from talking to chris but it's not i mean it wasn't a bad meeting it was just more of you know everybody knows chris is a very positive guy so it was there was nothing negative about the meeting it was basically all of him going guys this is not this is not calling this is not what we do they everybody understands what ross did and everybody understands where he's coming from having somebody who's frustrated about not having won a race this year and wanting to get that win so bad that, you know, in the spur, in the heat of the moment, you do things you probably regret later. And even AJ even gets it. You know, I, I get why he did it, but, you know, I take care of my teammates. And that to an extent, that's true. And I think that's what Chris reiterated in the team meeting is, you know, we're all about a team here. And, you know, while it's great that, you know, Ross wanted the win, I would have been happier with a 1-2 finish as opposed to a first and, you know, 
23rd or whatever they finish. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, let's move on. You know, we got uh, we got playoffs to worry about and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's basically the gist of the meeting. Yeah, and it, it really did shock me when we heard Chastain's comments yeah. because you think of how uh, team work mm-hmm. it is at college. That, yeah. Remember when Justin won – or uh, sorry, was it was it Justin that won? Yeah, Justin that won. And they all went out on the front yes. stretch and were group hugging. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's such a team dynamic over there. So to hear Ross's comments afterward, I was like, oh, man, you can tell that, A, he thought he'd have a win by now. Yep. You know, we all thought he'd have a win yep. by now. He wants it. B, we're about to go into the playoffs. So – Winning now more than ever, you get the extra playoff points. He hasn't mm-hmm. gotten because he hadn't gotten a win. Uh, so there's a lot in involved in that, and and so I was a little shocked coming, you know, seeing his post race thoughts. But I did kind of feel what he was saying there that he has to. He's fighting for the championship here. He had to make the move, and it just didn't work out. Yeah, I, I th- this is always a, a a tough thing. I've I've been around the sport so long, and I've seen so much of this. This situation happened where you get one guy who's a regular, one guy who's not. Okay, and AJ didn't run all the races. He's not playoff eligible. He's not, you know, he was going for the win. Um, so in Ross's mind, I need the win. It'll help me in the playoffs. Um, and But you've still, you've got to be able to be patient and use common sense. And I don't feel like in making the move that he did when he did, I don't think that was patient, and I don't think there was – I think he he just – and Ross, I love Ross to death, okay? But I feel like he's, he's just one notch over-aggressive mm-hmm. a lot of the time. If he would just understand that in, in NASCAR – it is still a whole season, and even though he didn't, if he even if he didn't win, he was still going to be in the playoffs. And you're going to start fresh with you know zero points or whatever, and you're going to you know whatever. Um, you're going to have an opportunity to go get your win. Um, to you net, you don't wreck your teammate to win a race, and and I think he just needs to understand that the big picture. Um, is is more important than whether he had a one or a zero in the win column going to the playoffs. Um, you know, I, I, I think Ross just needs to relax a little bit and understand that, you know, there's plenty of time. Um, I mean, that's my two cents on that is I think it was just, it was impatience and I think it was ill-advised. Um, if you're going to make the move, for God's sake, don't wreck him. Yeah. You know, whatever you do, don't wreck him. And it, this is not the first time that Ross has wrecked a teammate at college racing. So you don't want to get the team angry at you. You know, and also he's still trying to get to cup at some point. Right. You know, team owners are going to look at that and look at what he said. And I don't think he meant it exactly how he said it, to be honest. I feel like, you know, the, the brain kind of goes on overload and you just sort of start, you know, sometimes you're better off just saying, man, it was my fault. I shouldn't have done it and walk it, walk it away before you or get yourself in trouble. pulling a Kyle Busch and say, I'm yeah. just here so I don't get fined. Yeah. We'll see you next um, week. Well, I, 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 I mean, you know, it's, it's always hard for a driver to, to come out of the Infracure Center or to be come out of a race car and be, you know, stuck microphones in your face five seconds after a wreck because you know you're going to be – Irritated, you know, aggravated. You're going to say something. Right. I I get that. I I understand that. But I mean, what driver isn't going to be, you know, angry and upset? Well, it's not. I didn't even feel like it was the emotion he showed. I feel like it was what he said. You know, the the comment was basically, you know, teammate or not, I'm not finishing second when I can win a race. 
And that's not the way you want to, you know, I don't think you want cup team owners to hear that it's all about you when it comes to the win, right. um, regardless of the circumstance. So um, the, the, I certainly understand Ross thinking, well, maybe AJ should have just slid up, let me buy the win. And but AJ's trying to win too. Yeah, he wants to you win. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, it was an interesting, um, certainly an interesting post-race interview and, and, and interesting remarks. Okay, looking at the standings here for the Xfinity Series because we we've not we're not starting the playoffs yet, um, but just looking at um, where we're at, uh, you know, when you when you look at. Uh, you look at this, you still see Cindric and Briscoe up at the top. But now you've got Gregson and Haley with two wins. Granted, that's not the five or the six that Cindric and Briscoe have. But there's a little bit of momentum for, I feel like, both of those cars, really. But especially Justin Haley going into this playoff um, after that second win. Randy, do you do you see Justin Haley as the guy to watch in round one when we get there? I mean, obviously we're not there yet, but do you see right now Justin Haley as the guy with the momentum in that that series? Yeah, I always felt like momentum, you know, is something we always talk about. You know, we mentioned it with William Byron in the Cubs yeah. series too, and, and I think he can actually you can you can make a case for Haley either being the guy with the most momentum or the guy that nobody's going to be paying attention to because colleague has has been quiet. Pretty much all the season long. I mean, right. you know, they're they're there, they're consistent all the time. They're not up there, you know, with with Briscoe and and uh, Cindric in terms of winning races. But Haley's always there at the end, and all it takes is one bad race from one of those guys, and he's going to be you know sitting pretty in the top of the standings. So um, I think you can make a case for either either one. Uh, Noah. Yeah, I feel the same way. You know, Justin Haley's definitely shown you know that momentum factor that we see, and we talked about William Byron. Uh, but I do think Noah Gregson is someone to keep your eye on because he's kind of riding. He's still kind of riding the wave of momentum with the extension and and knowing he's got job security next year. So let it all out and and go for it, man. Yeah. See, I I uh, I think that's an interesting point that you bring up because now he can relax. Yeah. Like you know, before he signed that extension, he had had such a crash-filled mm-hmm. sort of mistake-filled season. Okay, maybe he just got a little too tightly wound. Now you just can breathe and know that you're coming back next year, Peter. Um, so I do think Gregson can be dangerous. Um, no votes so far for Cindric or Briscoe. You gonna you gonna stick to the two of them or pick one or? Where are we going with uh, who's really got the momentum going into the play? The let's say going into the last part of this before we hit the playoffs. Uh, I'm not going to go on the world's shortest limb and pick Cindric or Briscoe because, in my opinion, they're all about lock into the championship yeah. race at Phoenix. But I'll go with the guy we were talking about last segment with Ross Chastain. He still leads the series in top tens. And if he doesn't make a mistake like he did last weekend again, I think he will. that 10 will be up front and in contention for more wins once Cup guys get out of the series and they make their run deep into the playoffs. All right, we'll do our Cup picks in a bit, but we've got about a minute in the segment. So quickly, let's go through the Xfinity and pick this weekend at Darlington. Who wins the Xfinity race at Darlington? Peter. Uh, can I stage any Hamlin, or is he off the table? Uh, no, you must pick an Xfinity regular. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll go Noah Gregson. <laughs> okay. Randy? Uh, Justin Allgaier. Oh. 
You stole my pick. You, All right, well, we'll go pick, Bri- you, I'll go Briscoe. I'll okay, go Briscoe. you can go. All right, I'm going Noah Gregson. I think I, I think Noah Noah leads us uh, onward and upward here, and I think uh, he's got an opportunity at Darlington to uh, to surprise some people. And, and gosh, I hate Cup drivers and Xfinity at this point in the season. Okay, uh, we will. Um, step aside now when we come back we've got a couple of short segments but uh, we've still got trucks to talk about we've got the arca series to talk about indycar ended another race under the caution they obviously don't listen to the show um (laughs) so we're gonna uh talk about that as well before we're done with the show and modifieds are back in the area back with more after this Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Ross Chastain bringing us back 
from commercial break as uh, Motorsports Madness continues. Hey, I know that during this whole pandemic, it has become such a devastating thing for so many people in terms of employment and, and job situation and, and where do I go and how do I, how do I get myself out of this situation that I'm in? Well, if you are looking for a change of career or if you are looking for a first career, maybe you're just coming out of the college or coming out of, you know, off a duty, um, tour of duty or whatever, and you're looking for um, a, a new career or a first career, my computer career may be your answer. IT is one of the fastest growing industries and will continue to uh, grow right through the 2020s as it is forecasted now. MyComputerCareer.edu is training for a better life. And here's how simple this is. You can go to their website, MyComputerCareer.edu, and you can take the career evaluation test. Now, if you decide that this is something you want to pursue, it's easy, easy as pie. Here's what you do. You can train one to two days a week online. Okay, and in as little as four months, you can be ready to get out into the workforce and uh, with a brand new career. And my computer career not only has the financial aid available if you qualify, including the GI Bill to help you in the beginning, but once you're ready to go into the workforce, they're still helping you by working with hundreds of employers to get you placed. There are two million plus jobs in this industry that are unfilled right now because the demand so far exceeds the supply. These people know what they're doing. They know how to train you and get you ready to go. Uh, so if, if this is you, if you think I need to do something different, check them out. Mycomputercareer.edu. It's not rocket science. You don't even have to be a computer nerd to do this. It's training for a better life. I highly recommend it and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Radio sent you. Okay, we've got um, much more coming up here. We're going to talk trucks. We're going to talk ARCA. We're going to talk IndyCar. We got a lot to do here as we continue with Motorsports Madness presented by mycomputercareer.edu. And of course, Victory Custom Trailers. We will be right back. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. 
You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hey, this is Reed Wilson and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Had one more commercial there. Welcome back to Motorsports, man. This uh, another quick segment here uh, before we return to uh, full-length segments here in the second part of our show. But uh, thought I would at least get started talking trucks here because um, trucks ran at uh, Gateway, and I, you know, I, I always think I picked I picked Sheldon Creed to win again, and and I thought you know this is going to be a really safe pick. And I ended up being right, okay, but I'm not happy about it. No. <laughs> because because <laughs> Sheldon just literally, who was it that was in front of him? Todd that Gilliland. It was Gilliland, yeah. yeah. Just went bowling. My pick, and, by the and, way. Yeah, hit a perfect strike. And I, I, I really was surprised that Sheldon um, did that. He can be a little aggressive at times, but he's normally not. And, of course, he apologized for it after. Mm-hmm. But, again, you just get Gosh, man, you got to know that when you're running the bottom like that at that track, you know, going in in that spot on the track where he did and making that move at that point, you were going to you were going to you basically were going to do an eight wheel break kind of mm-hmm. situation. And it and it, um, you know, unfortunately, it uh, ruined Todd's chances to win in a race that he dominated. And I was really surprised by that, Randy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, we talk about momentum. We, you know, we talk about doing good things at the right time and peaking. And Sheldon Creed and, and Zane Smith, I think, are the two guys you, yeah. you obviously want to look at. And as we head into the playoffs, they still have two races left, Darlington and Richmond, to, to get there. But I think those two are going to be two guys you need to circle on your list for sure. Yeah, we're gonna um, we're gonna talk playoffs here in a bit, uh, talk standings at least for the trucks. Uh, but real quickly, uh, Greg Biffle. The Biff is back in action at Darlington, and he's in a Chevy running the GMS 24. Um, does Greg Biffle have a good shot to go win Darlington Randy in about 10 seconds? Yes. Okay, Noah. Oh, yeah. Peter? He's a two-time Southern 500 winner, so heck yes. I agree. <laughs> and, you know, the last time he came out of retirement to run a truck at Texas, he won last oh, yeah. year. So, um, he won $50,000. He, by the way, has said... 
he would consider a full-time cup run next year if he got the right situation. Now, I don't know if he's going to get that, but, um, you know, I assume if he thought he had a chance to win, he would definitely. So, What a guy. Um, yeah, what a guy. <laughs> going to be interesting to see uh, if Biff can land somewhere and uh, how he does this weekend. I'll give Inspire's number. Back with Morgan after this. <laughs> you own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. We 
we had a Facebook moment there because we were just talking about Chandler Smith yeah, during the commercial. I was going to say perfect view. And uh, yeah, and then just by pure chance, uh, the the random order of reentries put Chandler Smith as the reentry back into the show. So obviously, um, it is spying on us, much like your social media apps do. Um, <laughs> so welcome back to Motorsports Madness as we get back to uh, a regular segment here. Um, Sheldon Creed, as we we started to mention, picks up the win. Um, but you know, and, and the thing is, when you look at uh, the the standings here in terms of you know playoffs, Sheldon's got three wins on the season. And here's what's interesting to me is when you look at the standings, you've got Sheldon with three, Zane Smith with two, Grant Emfinger with two, and Matt Crafton with one and you say well what about the rest of the truck races <laughs> well cop winners um you know that's uh between chase elliott and kyle bush they've got what seven between them i think uh i think chase won two uh one. Not, just one yeah, okay so maybe it. six because i think kyle's won five four oh, or five brandon jones won one. Oh, two. brandon got one that's right yeah um, so yeah, there are all of the kind of outsiders have gotten the rest. So, um, that's sort of scrambled the standings a little bit. I don't think the standings are indicative of how the season's actually gone, but when you look at this, you know, you got Creed Smith, Hill and finger and Moffat, um, as your, your top five. But, but when we look at the numbers, in other words, the playoff points to date, it is a 23 point spread all the way through, um, the top 10 in points. Um, and I just find that to be very interesting. And you look at the bottom here and you got, we'll say the last four Rhodes, Eckes, Gilliland and Ankrum. Gilliland should have won the other day, um, but didn't. Eckes should have won about twice, but just hasn't been able to get there. Um, Ben's had speed, but he's just had trouble finishing up front. And Ankrum, I think, is a driver that, based on what he told us um, the other day, I think Tyler has kind of figured out where their hiccup has been a lot of the year. It isn't that they've been bad. They just haven't been as good as their other teammates. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Noah, I think these bottom four, even though you sort of see them stuck down there and they haven't necessarily done much up to this point as far as winning, I think these bottom four could be really interesting down the stretch to the playoffs here. Oh, yeah, it's most definitely going to be interesting. And, and first off, we should, like you said, we should not be talking about Todd Gilliland in this spot. I feel so gutted for Todd to go out and dominate Gateway. And then, uh, and then he ends up getting moved out of the way, put into the wall, finishes further on back. But he should have he should have been locked in. This should have been the race, you know. But we talk about shoulda, coulda, woulda. In racing, you never know, right? Yeah. You never know at all. So we are still talking about Todd Gillen just on that cut line, uh, 13 points. I think he will make it because of the consistency that team has shown. Uh, they're getting so much better. Obviously, we just saw that at Gateway with them pretty much dominating that race. And uh, and I think if they can they can put together the race and not have someone mess them up or themselves mess their own you know, race up that, uh, that Todd will be pretty set there. Who's your, uh, surprise. Who's the guy out of the bottom four that you're, uh, is it Gilliland or is there someone else? I'm Peter. I really thought Ankrum moving from DGR over to GMS would be 
a lot stronger this year. I thought he'd be up where Zane Smith or Sheldon Creed are, just being up front and in contention to win week in and week out. But like we've said, he's had just bad luck one way or the other, the truck or him or his teammates taking him out. And he's still a relatively young driver. He admittedly lucked into a win last year at Kentucky when the KBM trucks, I believe, ran out of fuel ahead of him. But I really hope that he can keep his consistency together and stay in that playoff. Randy? Yeah, I, I think I'm going to pick Christian Eckes, but what he was saying with, with Tyler Ankrum, if you guys missed the show yesterday, a lot of things of what he said yesterday made a lot of sense. So you've got to go watch the on-demand version of that because what, everything he said makes perfect sense as to why you know that team is going to turn around. But Yeah. He told us off camera or off right. uh, uh, off the air that right. that you know he said I think a lot of it's been me trying to search for that feel that mm-hmm. I had in the DGR truck and it's not obviously going to be the same. So um, he feels like now that he's kind of started to understand that uh, that you know they've got some momentum that they're carrying in and he's right. also really excited to go to Darlington. Yeah. yeah, he feels like that could be a real good track for him. Yeah. So. Um, he, you know, he talked about peaking at the right time, Randy. Mm-hmm. And yep. I, although we can't say that he's necessarily peaking, I think he gets that it. they've got a lot of confidence yeah. going into this last, you know, stretch here. Yeah. Um, that that maybe they didn't have, you know, in the middle yeah. of the season. Yeah. He gets it. I I went. I'm going to go with Christian Eckes because I feel like going into this year there was high expectations at KBM for the for those guys doing a, doing a good thing. As you said, Tom, I mean, he, he came so close. He's come so close so many times, but he's been beat by his t- team owner. He's been beat by, yep. you know, uh, Sheldon Creed. He's been beat by Zane Smith. He's been beat by everybody but himself. So I, I think that he needs the win just to keep Kyle Busch in his office for a few weeks so that they have momentum to, to go out and do good things yep. in the playoffs. But Kyle has high expectations for the team. Toyota has high expectations for the team. And I know Christian has high expectations for himself. Well, and I and I honestly think that before this is done, Christian Eckes will get his win. I think that's going to happen. If not more. If not more. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm not I mean, you look at the really the, the what we're talking about here in terms of sort of playoff on the bubble in the trucks is Gilliland Ankrum and Kraus. Those three really I feel like are because you've got Eckes at seventy three up. I don't see you know, less two guys win or whatever. I, I just, I don't see that happening. So I think, um, I think, I think uh, Ben's in and I think Christian's in. Um, and, and so really it's those three, Gilliland, Ankrum and Kraus. And if I'm going to pick between them right now, um, I'm as much as I want. And of course, two of the three will make it in. I think the odd man out actually could be Derek Kraus in the end, which is really unfortunate because I feel like he's getting better and better, but I think Ankrum's going to, going to take off at Darlington this week. And I think Gilliland's going to get a win pretty quick. So, um, I I don't I just think Kraus is going to be the odd man out. Do you disagree, Peter? I dis or I completely agree there. That team is still relatively new. Yes, Kraus is progressing at an amazing rate this year for being a rookie with such little experience. But you're going up against GMS and Front Row Motorsports, and yeah, they have the Toyota Alliance. But I still see that 19 on the outside looking in after a couple yeah. of races. <clears throat> Noah. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think that uh, that Ankrum, with the teammates he has around him and the team he has, now that he's starting to settle in there, I think that he's going to be pretty good. And I think Todd Gillen, like I said, is going to be pretty set with the speed that that team has found. Fresh team, you know, coming in. 
Uh, and I think that it will be Kraus, unfortunately, on that side. But that's not a bad thing. That just shows how close he is yeah. and, mm-hmm. and how good he has matured and, and come in this series. So being that close, he still may make it in, and that would be even more of a testament to that team. But Kraus is still finding his way. Okay, so uh, we've got a little time here. Let's go ahead and pick our truck winner for Darlington, which I can't. Trucks in Darlington. you got to love that. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, trucks in Darlington. Who wins, Peter? Greg Biffle. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> there he goes. Pick of the outsider. Okay. You know. Well, it's, it's, uh, that's what he believes. Noah. I think Brett Moffitt finally, finally figures it out. He Brett gets that Moffitt win this season. Gets on the into the wing column again, like Kyle Busch. Who'd have believed? We I'm going to keep pulling. I'm going to keep pulling. Brett Moffat. Brett not so one. Randy? Keep, keep picking until he finally gets it yeah. right. Um, I, I feel like this is going to be a, a veterans type of racetrack. So I'm going to go Johnny Sauter because I, I feel like he's somebody's going to have to spoil this whole party that they're having oh, down yeah. here at the bottom of the series standings. So make us look dumb for talking about the playoff no, bubble. No, and he comes in no, here and I just and I just feel like eventually Johnny's <laughs> going to win and he's yeah. going to get into the playoffs. And I feel like Darlington's the best track for him to do that at. Well, that's uh, that's a great pick. I'm actually going to take the same mindset as you. Only I'm picking his teammate. Matt Crafton mm. to yeah. get a win at uh, Darlington. But by the way, real quick, we've got about 30 seconds. How about Stuart Friesen looking like a race truck for the first time? Yeah, finishing yes. the top five. Yes. I think his nose is bleeding now. <laughs> yeah, that was great yeah. to see. I mean, that's uh, finally getting a good run after changing over to Toyota with uh, KBM trucks and trying to do their own deal this year. Good to see uh, Stewie get up there. And it's funny, every time he gets out of a truck, Stewie. goes back to his dirt car, no, he wins. Stewie. You know, and then he gets back oh into God. the truck and, and no luck. So yeah, uh, Maybe don't count him out this week. Yeah, well, that's that that could be true. Back in a, mo- back in a moment. <laughs> Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD. 
the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Spencer bringing another new sponsor into the uh, truck series this weekend. I can't remember offhand who it is. Uh, we'll have to look it up before the show's over. Maybe one of you guys can. But Spencer's um, Spencer's got a uh, a cool new sponsor on his Young's Motorsports truck for this weekend. Um, okay, so... Um, the truck series, obviously, we've talked about that, and we've, we've talked about the other two national series. Um, we look briefly at the ARCA series, and I'm going to sort of make a 50,000-foot overview out of this because I do think there are some points that we need to cover here when it comes to ARCA, but um, not really, there's not a lot here. I mean... When you when you turn on an ARCA race, and, and look, I don't mean this in any way negative toward Ty Gibbs, but my gosh, I mean, um, he's just winning everything this year, which is a credit to Ty. But I think it also, um, you know, goes to, to speak for, um, you know, again, it's it's not nearly as deep of a field as we wish it was, Peter. No, Ty obviously had Joe Gibbs racing his grandfather's team, and just they're so heavily tied to the NASCAR national organization that's so strong in Cup and Xfinity that he has such an advantage over ARCA-specific teams like Venturini, like DGR, and all the other smaller teams. Yep. Um, you know, Ty ended up taking the win, and, and yeah, it's been it's been mostly Joe Gibbs this year. I mean, um, obviously there are other teams that are capable, Venturini, of course, and they've gotten you know their share. But um, you know, and and you've got um, you've got a couple of other teams that I think are uh, you know Chad Bryan obviously is 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 capable. Um, you know, you've got uh, GMS and their operation that that are capable. Um, you know, DGR, of course, when they run is capable, but, um, by and large, um, this, I feel like this is a series that needs some sort of a jump start. It needs a reset somehow. And I don't know how you do it, but Peter, when you told me before the show, uh, maybe one during one of our breaks that for the upcoming race, um, that they're running at I-44, we had 14 cars entered. I mean, that tells you a lot about the state of the ARCA series right now. It really does. And you see at the top of that entry list, you see Haley Deegan. And just think of how much 
how much attention and how much prestige it would bring to the Arca series if she were able to get that elusive first win. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I mean, certainly, and, and you know that eventually that's, you know, that's going to happen. Um, but it, it's just, I don't know. It, uh, Noah, you got a thought? Yeah, you know, it, it kind of, it, you, you're right. It needs something there, um, whether that's cost effectiveness, whatever, whatever it may be. And, of course, COVID has affected many things, and I'm sure that race teams – um, have been affected by that in terms of what they can bring, if they can bring anything, and, and that sort of, uh, and that sort of standpoint. But when NASCAR took over ARCA, and now this year especially when they made that brand switch where it's all under the ARCA blanket, uh, I had a lot of high expectations. All under the NASCAR blanket. Or, or, sorry, all under the NASCAR blanket. Um, and then they they took K and N and put that under the ARCA name. Yeah. Um, I had a bit. I had a high expectation for the series. And there is some some things that need to be redone and reorganized to make sure that that series stays healthy and that it continues. I mean, you look at this, Randy, and just going down the list real quick, you've got uh, Haley Deegan in the four car. That's DGR. You got uh, Tim Richmond in the 06, um, which is uh, Wayne Peterson owns that. It's a Toyota. Um, Andy Hillenberg's entered two cars, but only one with a driver, Owen Smith. Uh, which is a Toyota. Uh, then you've got uh, another Hillenberg with Mike Basham. Um, Venturini is running Drew Dollar, Chandler Smith, and Michael Self this weekend. Um, and then who else we got? David Gilliland, another DGR car for Taylor Gray. Uh, you've got GMS and Mayor, of course. Uh, Chad Bryant's got one car only with Chris Wright at the controls. Brett Holmes has entered in their their family-owned car, and so is Brad Smith. I mean, it's not a real thick entry list here. Certainly, in a, 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 I, you know, I'd say probably almost half of them, um, I would say, about half are capable of winning, Randy. But, man, I mean, it's just a thin field no matter how you look at it. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Arca series this year, and they've struggled uh, this year with a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of uncertainty as to whether or not they were even going to run their season this yeah. year because NASCAR was so focused on yeah, the other ser- series sure. and divisions that they didn't even think about Arca. And now they're just kind of throwing races at them left and right to, to kind of make up some ground and, you know, kind of do some things. And I, and I think. This is probably indicative of uh, a lot of teams just not knowing what they what they were going to do from week yeah. to week, and mm-hmm. then they throw this track at them, and they're like, well, I, we didn't know we were going to I-44 yeah, it's, Speedway. It's not right? as easy for them, some of the smaller teams in the series, yeah. to react yeah. so quickly. They have and, to have yeah. a, a week or two to yeah. prepare, or three or four weeks to prepare if they don't have a car ready, and so it's just kind of like, well, we can't go to the race because we didn't know we were going to run this track. I'll tell you the other thing with the ARCA series for, for me that I think is is an issue, and, and again, I don't, I'm not trying to necessarily throw shade but i think you know when you see an entry list for a nascar national series with 14 cars it bears discussion um i think the tv package needs to be Mm -hmm. um you know this this weekend's race for example um is on track pass that's it that's it track pass like no (laughs) you can't do that um you know if if you if if you want to build the field back up in this series You've got to find a way to get this on some sort of major TV network, um, FS1, uh, NBCSN, which I get track passes kind of part and partial of NBC Sports, but it's it's digital. You know, it's just 
I I would be real interested to see the numbers for a track pass broadcast of an ARCA race, honestly. Um, you know, it's just got to be hard to sell because you're looking at a million and a half dollars to run a national season of ARCA for national points. A million and a half. You could almost, you can run um, a decent portion of an Xfinity season on a million and a half dollars. Okay, with, obviously not with a, you know, a junior type team, but, you know, and you could certainly be competitive in a truck for a good number of races on that same million and a half dollars. And the sponsor gets the national TV stuff. Um, I just, you know, I think ARCA's, if NASCAR wants to keep ARCA going strong, it's got to find a better package for television somehow, some way. Mav TV, eh, I mean, it's better than just it's track pass. But at the same time, again, not everybody gets Mav. In fact, I, don't I, get Mav. I just yeah. found out um, I have YouTube TV. Um, well, I mean, I have a cable package, but I also have YouTube TV. They're adding a sports package now for another 10 bucks a month. You can get Mav. Um, so I'm probably going to do that just because uh, I I feel like it's, um, you know, it's worth my while to do it. But you know, again, I think you've got to you've got to find a way to get these things on some sort of a major network, and I just don't know how you do it. Yeah, and, and like you said, you mentioned the uh, the sponsor aspect of it, and it now being under that NASCAR uh, flagship. Yeah. When you go out to try to sell a sponsorship, and you're telling them, "Oh, yeah, this is a NASCAR series." Yep. Um, they're gonna ask you, "Okay, so that's great. Where where are this where's this gonna be broadcasted? Yep. Where where are the eyes gonna be seeing yep. our sponsor?" Oh, well, it's a it's a digital platform that you have to subscribe. Oh, okay. Well, and that yep. you know, so it's harder to sell a sponsorship that way. I'm sure. Well, and if NASCAR does want to uh, want to make that series as elusive as they've talked about wanting to make it, then they've got to figure, like you're saying, they've got to figure out a more, you know, a better way to broadcast their races on network. I think mm-hmm. if you've got sound numbers on track pass, that's why I said I'd be interested yeah. to see the numbers because maybe right. there may, you know, I mean, well, I've got track pass. To me, it's ridiculous not to have it for four or five bucks a month that it costs, but, um, but not everybody does. I mean, if, if you're trying to build stars of the future, you know, these are the guys that you're wanting to be the stars of the future. Right. So they want you, you obviously want them to have the spotlight at some point in time, but with the age that we're in now of, you know, every network starting a digital TV or a, a on-demand package, you know, Peacock yeah. TV and all this yep. stuff. Why doesn't NASCAR? I mean, you know, you have enough footage you can go for years and years and years well, and years and never repeat. That's kind of what track pass is. Well, though. I get that, but at the same time, it's like you know. And now they've got the motorsport.com deal. If you do it right, you could you could really make it into like Speed TV or you know Speed yeah. Channel or what, what yeah. Speed Channel was years ago, um, and really have enough footage to go for years and years and never repeat anything. It'll be interesting to to see where it goes from here. Uh, again, you you guys are right. COVID certainly plays a part, and that's and I want to you know I want. I want to be clear that I'm not, you know, the folks with the ARCA series work awfully hard and they have been really up, up against it this year, trying to get shows in because they have so many more short tracks and, mm-hmm. and, you know, having to figure out, you know, states that were still shut down and allow fans or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So it's been tough, but, um, you know, 14 cars definitely is a concern. Now, with that being said, I still feel like we've seen some great racing, um, you know, but again, it's, it's, it's five or six cars that are, really the you know the contenders and and that's about it so um hopefully uh you know for next year we can do a little bit better in terms of all of that okay 
So, uh, again, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, it is on MAV TV uh, also um, this coming weekend, Saturday, September 5th, 9 o'clock Eastern on MAV TV and also on Track Pass. So, if you have MAV, you can watch it's the Sioux, Sioux Chief Showdown uh, event. The Zinser. Uh, Smart Coat 200, Zinser Smart Coat 200. And I quickly, I quickly want to give a, yes. a little shout out back to what we were talking about with Spencer Boyd. It's Freedom Warranty on the truck this weekend. Cool to see them it's in. It's the one underneath it though, on the bottom corner. Okay. That's the new one. So when you get a chance, take a look at that, and we'll 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 talk about it. Right. Um, we're going to step aside. When we come back, we got IndyCar to talk about another race ended under yellow. Boo. Why? We'll try to answer it. When we come back, stay with us for more of the show. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-rate com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Hi, this is Derek Krause, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. 
Welcome back. Motorsports Madness continues presented by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Um, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Randy Miller, and Peter Strada here in the WSIC studios in North Carolina. And, of course, uh, the irreplaceable Nikea James behind the controls. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say Jacob. <laughs> no, Jacob's not producing today. Jacob's no here. Uh, okay. Um, but you stay replaceable. He, oh well, yes, that's that. Well, no, no, Peter's Peter's doing a good job over there in the sealant <laughs> seat. Okay, in the car, um, we, we have another the, another race and the yellow. yellow. Uh, I, oh my gosh! What is what? <laughs> Where are we at? <laughs> Sorry, keep going. And another race end under yellow for the IndyCar series. Um, I'm just going to open this up for discussion for any of the three of you that want to chime in. Um, why? Why do we? Ha- why are we ending these things under the yellow? What What's going on? Because IndyCar loves to make you mad. Yeah. They they do a good job of it. They're like, um, oh, we'll we'll teach him. We'll do another race under caution. Yeah, um, I don't Maybe know. What, I mean, is is anybody as frustrated with this as I am? I mean, as what? much as I hate saying that different tracks need different rules, I feel like IndyCar and ovals need something to have. I don't want to say overtime, but some condition where they have to finish under green because you had the biggest race of the year, the Indy Five Hundred have a really anticlimactic finish. Then, oddly enough, you have the guy who won the Indy 500, Takuma Sato, bring out the caution that ended the second racing gateway four laps early. So, oddly enough, the caution flag giveth and the caution flag taketh away. (laughs) The odds got even. Um, Sato hitting the wall with four laps left, um, and the race finished under yellow from that point. Of course, Joseph Newgarden, uh, getting his second victory of the year in the Bomberito Automotive Group 500. That was race two yeah, um, on Sunday. They had two races on the weekend, um, but that was the one that ended under the um, under the yellow flag. And I just, man, it, it's just crazy. Now there were, um, I felt like there were some good performances in this race that uh, we need to kind of highlight here. New Garden and Award. Uh, Pato Award finishing in second. I just think this kid is getting better and better and better. Will Power getting third. Rhinus VK finishing yeah. in fourth. All How the way from that? 18th. Yeah. From 18th um, starting spot. That's a hard charger. Uh, and then Scott Dixon uh, rounded out the top five in race two. He won uh, race one. Shocking. Um, <laughs> that, was also, that was also his 50th career win, which yeah. is a big milestone in the yep. car. And yeah. it, was a, uh, it was a little post-show. For uh, for Indy, we had Sakuma and we had Scott Dixon for the second race or the first race, sorry, at Gateway this weekend. Uh, much like uh, reverse order there from from what he got at Indy, where Takuma obviously won and, and yeah. Scott finished second. Yeah, it's just uh, it, you know I think the the IndyCar series here is at an interesting um, point. I I feel like this season, of course, again you're just trying to play through it and do the best you can. Um, but I, I do feel like that these races ending under yellow after a while are going to get frustrating for the average fan, not just, you know, the picky fans like me, um, but the average fan who wants to see a green flag run to the checkers. And I don't see why you can't just put a last 10 have to be run under green kind of rule. I mean, it's not hard. Um, you know, it's I understood it. Indy, you had some extenuating circumstances. So, OK, fine. But there was no reason this race needed to end under the yellow. You just stopped counting laps. 
and you know, and then uh, go ahead and, and, and end the race. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't get it. But um, at any rate, uh, of course, they've got another doubleheader coming up. Um, not till October 2nd and 3rd, though. They've got a while now to wait about a month. Um, we go back to Indianapolis for a, mm-hmm. a doubleheader weekend on the road course. Um, and again, this is kind of a new twist on the IndyCar season that they're they kind of threw in there because they didn't have a lot of other tracks to run at um, to make their total number of races. So, you know, again, this is a weird year. We we've seen it with all the top series um, kind of going off the the page a little bit to do some things differently. I'm glad to go back to the Indy road course again, but you know, honestly, I've just never felt like the racing was that great on that track for the Indy cars. Honestly, I agree. I mean, yeah, Formula One put on a few memorable shows on the Indy Road Course. Yeah, there's the one that everyone remembers being the bad show. But yeah. the Indy Road Course, I really think, found its calling in the Xfinity Series. I mean, I still think that may be the highlight of the year for the Xfinity, That those final 10 laps of that race with four guys going at it for the win. Yep. And, of course, um, Sunday was really a sad day in some ways. Um for the IndyCar series fans because it was, it marks the end of Tony Kanaan's uh, career, at least as far as we know. Yeah, put an asterisk beside This that. was the final race of Kanaan's, he called it TK last mm-hmm. lap tour where he competed on all the oval tracks. Um, he holds the record for most consecutive starts in the series at 318, which uh, of course ended after the season opening race, June 6th at Texas. Um, Cause he didn't run all the races. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we see him back for the Indy 500 in 2021. He's talking about it. I don't see him getting a ride for the Indy 500 as much of an issue being a past winner of that event. He's there's reports that came out after that race where he wants to run all the ovals next year. And if, Oh, he does. He does. 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 Okay. And if Jimmy wants to come over there and run all the road courses and I see that as a match made in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that that'd be Jimmy Johnson running for running AJ the road. Foyt. Yeah, maybe Hadn't he runs the he runs the road courses and uh, TK runs the ovals because, like you said, TK got out and he said he wanted to. If the opportunity presented itself, he would love to come back. And what he wants, of course, is the same thing, kind of what Jimmy wants. Jimmy wants to come back and run some Cup races. And one of the key elements in that is that fans will be there, hopefully. You know, so I, wait, wait. Okay, I missed a memo somewhere. Jimmy actually said he wants to come and run more cup stuff. He does. Jimmy, Jimmy's talked about next season um, coming and running some sort of car to uh, to do a few one-off races and cup. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, now how are we going to play this out of the Hendrick camp? <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> what, I guess what they do is similar to what uh, what Ganassi's done with someone like Spire. They prepare a car with a charter. And they sent him out there. Or, you know, there has been talk about Hendrick Motorsports dropping down to three cars. And maybe they run a fourth entry every once in a while for, for Jimmy. Not, I don't see that. I don't see that not, happening. I'm just saying or. Uh, but but Jimmy has talked about wanting to come back and run certain races. I think Dover was high up on his list on wanting to come back and run. Uh, just for the aspect of fans. And I think TK is the same way. He wants to have fans at the stands for when he does Well, I up. knew that with TK. I had not heard that with Jimmy. And yep. wow, what an interesting Jimmy Johnson running for A.J. Foyt in a teammate situation with Tony Kanaan. And then, of course, you got... Um, uh, gosh, who we got over there? Uh, I'm drawing a blank, guys. That's unbelievable. Sometimes my brain just doesn't go there when I want it to. Charlie, <laughs> um, 
Kimball. Charlie Kimball. Kimball. Yep. Yeah. Charlie Kimball is the steamate. Um, and I think Charlie will be back. I have not heard anything to tell me that that won't happen. So I could see, actually, because Jimmy's not crossed the 500 off his list yet. He's not saying no. He just said he didn't want to run a bunch of ovals. Right. He did leave the door open for the 500, but he wants to run all the road courses. So maybe you just, if you can find sponsorship, and gosh, how hard could this be? <laughs> Hello, Ally. I know. I'm sure they're I mean, waiting. Yeah, he's, you know, it's not like he doesn't have a couple of rings or so. Yeah. If, if Lowe's <laughs> really wanted to to um, more business, they would just simply say, you know what, here, because <laughs> be cool. that reunion of Lowe's <laughs> and Jimmy Johnson would be would that would you you want to talk about a slam dunk? Oh yeah. Um, you know, Lowe's has no problem getting business, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> so but, the only place that's been booming with business you, since COVID. But you, but they've been out of. Yeah, they've been even, out of even more of a reason. They've yeah. got the money. Sure, to do yeah, it. So exactly. I'm saying, you you know, I, I I think that would be fun to see them back him for the cup stuff and the in, in the IndyCar stuff. Yeah, sure. But uh, yeah, so uh, lots to to look at there with uh, possibly TK coming back for some races. I know Elio Castroneves also wants to come back next year. Um, and he's opened the door for full time. You'd love to see that with Elio. He's just such a personality that really makes this series. I mean, yeah, he's been my he was my favorite driver back when I first started watching IndyCar, and just his him not being in the car every race these past couple of years has just been a hole so hollow that no I one agree. else could fill. Yeah, I mean, and Tony's another with a great personality, you know, and don't you don't want to lose those guys. You want to keep them around as long as they're competitive. And I can tell you that Elio definitely, in my opinion, still has plenty left in the tank. Um, he could easily come back and and run a full season and and in my opinion i think he could compete for a championship um as much as any of the other penske drivers so it would be interesting to see if that comes to pass um but i gotta tell you i mean you know it's uh i think the young talent in this series is so thick right now and so you, you you get a couple of those veterans back you bring in jimmy johnson for whatever number of races he wants to do and you've got a, got the makings of a really, really interesting series to watch in 2021 with a lot of different storylines. Absolutely. And going back a couple of months when IndyCar and NASCAR had the hyped-up double weekend at yeah. the Indy Road Course, Will Power and a couple other guys said that weekend, if I could have, I would have run the Xfinity or the Cup race. So if fans are allowed next year and – the world's back to somewhat normalcy. I'd love to see crossover both ways between both series. Well, there's still that little Tony Stewart matter, too. Oh, yeah. Because he, he, Gotta settle he that out. didn't do that this year because there were no fans. Right. So, you know, again, I think you're, you're with Penske in charge now. Yes. You know, and, and IndyCar needs a shot. I mean, obviously, this was the first year and it was COVID. So there wasn't a lot of immediate progress you could make. I'm I'm sure that Penske and his group and even Penske and NASCAR are in conversations right now about how to make 21 work, assuming everything is back to normal again, please. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I think there's a lot that could be possible. So I think IndyCar's health definitely good. Yeah. Let me tell you the series I'm concerned about is NHRA. Because the NHRA... Again, they just changed their schedule. They've got six straight weeks of racing to close their season. They're down on car count. You know, obviously they haven't been able to put fans in most places. They're running the majority. They're running a lot of their shows 
at, at their kind of their home track at Indianapolis Raceway, Lucas Oil Raceway, sorry. Um, and, you know, there's a lot. They just laid off a good bit of their staff. And when you mm-hmm. start cutting personnel, something's wrong. And, you know, again, I know it's COVID, but, you know, something's bad wrong right now with, with this series and somebody needs to figure it out. And, and that would be, it would be tragic Mm -hmm. if the NHRA could not come back in 2021, or even if it had to be somewhat reduced from what we're used to seeing, because to me, that's when you go to an NHRA race and your ticket is a pit pass and you can mingle with the drivers and get up close to the cars. And as far as a sense, total sensory overload experience there, that to me is unequaled in the sport. Mm -hmm. And so the NHRA really concerns me right now. Um, I don't know what their future is. I hope that they can find a way to sort of right the ship and come back strong in 2021. But um, seems to be a lot of stuff going on over there right now. Yeah, it's scary. And and that's why we talk about the IndyCar series just before that and how Roger Penske took over. And it's, and it's sad to see that this had to be Roger's first year, yeah. but so thankful that he took that series well, over when he did, true. because yeah. he, we know that Roger can keep that afloat financially. Yeah. And, and so that's, what's so concerning with any racing series, any division across all the motorsports everywhere across the country is uh is going through this type of challenging time absolutely okay we're going to uh step aside when we come back we'll close things up for the radio side and then go into overtime back in a moment you own a performance car and you know how to drive but you want to learn real performance driving well bunky get that car off the street and onto the track summit point motorsports park the mid-atlantic's premier road racing facility located just over an hour from dc in nearby summit point west virginia is the place to go and you'll find that friday at the track is going to give you what you need for less than a monthly car payment you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of summit point's three world-class road racing circuits you'll receive classroom instruction skid pad instruction in their cars including including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. 
because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Okay. Real quick, we've got a lightning round here consisting of some NASCAR news that we hadn't gotten to. First off, William Byron signs with Hendrick through 2022. The extension coming after his first win. Is anybody here surprised? I'm not. And and now, you know, what the next deal on the, uh, the next check on the list, if I can talk, is to get Chad Knaus. They still have not yes. secured his contracts up at the end of the year. Uh, will Chad continue? He's He's gotten that victory. We'll see. Eric Almirola resigns with SHR for 2021. Randy, are you surprised? I'm not really surprised. He's been consistent this year, which is what you you want in a driver of that consistency. The only thing that's really weird to me is the fact that everybody's talking about Kyle Larson, and apparently he tested a Stuart Haas car the other day. Uh, so we'll see what yeah. uh, what that happens. Well, Clint Boyer saying he would be happy to be a part of the sport in any mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. for next year. Fox Sports booth. Maybe. We'll see. A little bit different than what he's been saying. He's yeah. been, he's been the on way, the driver train. And Smithfield now. back with Almirola. I think that's a big reason why that uh, for sure. he's resigned. Yeah. Jermaine Racing is unofficially up for sale. Uh, the owner, Bob Jermaine, dangling it to see what he gets for offers. Um, I'm not even going to go around the table on this one because I'm hoping that somehow he keeps it and mm-hmm. keeps going because I hate that thought. Trevor Bain coming out of, well, not really retirement. He just uh, kind of didn't have a ride anymore. Coming out of his kitchen. Coming out of his, yeah, his coffee, coffee shop. His coffee, coffee shop. shop. Right, yeah. To pilot the number 40 for Nice Motorsports yes, at Darlington. <laughs> yes. Love Does, it. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here. There could be a top 10 out of that, that car first time. A truck first time back for Tyler. Mm-hmm. And that is it. Radio audience, thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you have a great, safe week. So long. Overtime is next. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. Motorsports Madness, a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.